Hello, I'm Shannon Torrance, and this is Magic is Real. In this interview, I speak with Josh Lewis. Josh is a spirit communicator. He's an afterlife researcher, and he's the author of the book, Finding Hope in the Afterlife. Josh and I talk about not just his spiritual journey and his path to mediumship, but we also talk about 12-step recovery, spirit boxes, and the controversy around different perspectives on what's going on in the afterlife. If you like this video and want to see more like it, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thank you so much, and here's my interview with Josh Lewis. Hello, I'm Shannon Torrance, and this is Magic is Real. Thank you so much for watching today. Today, I have Josh Lewis here. He's a spirit communicator, he's an afterlife researcher, and he's a filmmaker, and he also just wrote a book, which I am halfway through, which is great, and it's called Finding Hope in the Afterlife. Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me, Shannon. It's uh, definitely an honor. I'm always excited to talk about what I do, so very cool. Very glad to be here. I'm excited to talk about all of this. I have so many questions. Now, having read your book, um, I know a lot of the answers. What I love, uh, one of the things that was really cool is that we found out that we were from the same hometown in Connecticut, which is mm -hmm. really cool to me. Um, it's like, I, I, I can feel what you're, I know how you grew up, I get it. Um, so what led you, I know it's a long story, but I'd love for you to share your story because yours is a very interesting one um, of how you started up until this moment, what transformed your life and led you down the spiritual path? Well, it's a it's a big question, Shannon. Thank you. Um, I mean, you know, and all of it, of course, is is described in the book more in, uh, in detail. Um, I, I had a very troubled past. I I, um, I grew up uh, in a very good home, um, like we talked about briefly through you know through email that you know the town in the um, in Connecticut where we lived is just a beautiful place. I had um, some good friends, but I always felt like I didn't really fit in. Um, I think everyone has that to some degree, but some kids adjust better. I don't know. I was just a more sensitive guy, I guess. Um, you know, I, I, I don't wear it uh, on my sleeve, you know, but I'm open about it. I share about my past and stuff. And I found um, alcohol and drugs, you know, that it, this was a comfort at some point in my uh, life, a false comfort. And it brought me to my knees um, where when I was around 18 years old, I had uh, pretty much bottomed out and, and family didn't want anything to do with me. I had a really profound spiritual experience at a church one night and um, it, it stayed with me. I, I talk about it in the book as it being kind of like the, uh, the keystone um, or the cornerstone, I should say, of my foundation of the archway, you know, in, in, in which the faith and um, in which I passed through it. And, um, you know, I still had a lot of troubles after that. Um, but, uh, I, I went to prison. I had a, I had a prison, um, sentence that I had to deal with about two and a half years. And when I got out, I had nothing. I, I had, you know, no job, no place to live, um, nothing. And so it was a real start from scratch situation. It was a real start over, uh, second chance kind of thing. And I, I found uh, meetings, 12-step um, meetings that really helped me. I found a higher power, like a connection. Um, 
but, you know, and I got involved in some other businesses that was uh, kind of controversial, but, you know, everything was, of course, legal. And, um, but I had this crazy journey, even while being in um, recovery, I, I had this amazing journey of finding really what makes me tick, you know, who am I, um, my character flaws, defects, shortcomings, all of this stuff, the ego, you know, so that was a big thing, working on myself, working with others within the 12-step uh, communities and stuff like that. And um, I found that I was interested in the afterlife. I had seen some shows, I had seen some stuff on YouTube, didn't know what to believe was real, didn't, you know, I mean, everything seemed over-dramatized and, and seemed like it was more for effect. So uh, it started with just me and my partner, Nikki, going out to little cemeteries and places like that with little devices and uh, just doing simple recordings, kind of just really trying to find the answers for ourselves. Um, and I, we heard voices. We heard voices say, you know, help us, we're stuck, uh, the light. You know, we heard some get outs, you know, we heard those kinds of things sometimes, but we heard a lot of the help me's and um, I prayed. I said, hey, God, <laughs> if there's something I can do to help, um, I don't know. It seems kind of ridiculous, but they're asking. And if someone's asking for help, I was used to being in a 12-step community program meetings where if someone asked for help, um, you help them. So, I mean, why was this any different in my mind? Even if I could just be sometimes just being an ear for someone, not having anything to say at all, just listening, being a good listener, which is not something I've always done well, but, um, you know, it could be, uh, uh, you know, help. And so I prayed and this medium came into our life. Uh, her name is Connie, amazing woman. And we brought her to some of these locations and I already had recorded names and other messages and uh, I didn't tell her anything, kind of testing her, you know, because I didn't know what to believe. And she was picking up on the same names without being fed any kind of information. So there was some truth there. I would record, I would do my little recordings while she was talking and doing stuff. I would get messages through the boxes, these little recordings that would verify what she was saying. They had uh, a lot of times the same things, with the same words, would come through the box as she was saying them so that was really intriguing to me and she realized and she channeled and picked up that we could pray for them we can help them we can envision the light and do all kinds of other things um, compassionate acts to help them and uh, so we did that and one night you know the medium says to to me um, your partner Nikki's going to be able to channel to be able to pick up stuff. And I thought that was ridiculous. You know, I really did. And uh, my partner didn't believe it. You know, she didn't believe it. Nikki didn't believe it. I didn't believe it really. But uh, about a month later, you know, on Christmas Eve of all nights, you know, she, she got this ability. And um, shortly after that, you know, about a few months after that, um, she now being a medium or communicating now, which was so crazy, um, she said that I was going to be able to, to now pick up something. And, and so a month went by and there was nothing. And soon, um, shortly after, you know, um, there was this really tumultuous time I had to go through within myself, um, while dealing with that, uh, or coming to that. And then all of a sudden, 
uh, something opened up for me. And um, I worked with a teacher who really helped develop um, my skills. And I just love her, Deborah Katz. She's amazing. And um, I've, I've now done over 2,000 paid readings, um, you know, without boxes, without any kind of gear, just with my own intuitive ability. Um, that's just, you know, I've, I've had some wonderful sessions that were, um, you know, I'm not always right, but I would say I'm in that 80 percentile or more, you know, so I mean, it's a really good number or I have a good feeling um, when I do what I do. I still deal with doubt, still deal with, um, you know, just doubt, period, I guess, you know, I mean, I still have my moments. Um, but then I've also done really the work I've done. Um, you know, and I have a channel on YouTube that I show my work and I have, you know, about 70,000, uh, a little over 70,000 subscribers. And I, um, but I do private box sessions. So I use the technology, I use the technology, the gear, the different recorders, the uh, boxes and the, and even night vision cameras to, to pick up visual things. And I do these private sessions with people that are looking to reach their loved ones. And, um, I've done probably close to over a hundred of those and those take more energy, more work, um, more time. Um, but I mean, they're just, it's amazing and it's just getting better and better. So it's really exciting. It's, it's, you know, it's really exciting. So that, that's, that's where I'm at now. I mean, I just wrote the book. I'm planning events, um, you know, physical events for when possibly this world could return to some kind of normalcy um, for the later part of the year. Um, and I have a whole show and experience that I have um, devised to take people through, through a weekend, a one night event, all kinds of different things. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that I can keep on spreading this, um, this work, you know? Yeah. yeah, I know you will. Well, that's, there, I have so many things to unpack. One of them is I really love two things um, that really mean a lot to me that you've said. One is I also found spirituality through a 12-step program. And it's mm. incredible because I was, I don't really even know. I must have been agnostic. Growing up, I was really atheist. And then it was that thing where, um, you know, my drug of choice was people and love and um codependency and not being able to be okay with me without mm. external validation and dating the unavailable people. So for me going through that program, and I was at rock bottom too, in my own way. Um, I didn't use, I mean, I drank, but um, the feelings are all the same. The feelings Even, are the yeah. It's just symptoms of a, of just symptoms. They're all symptoms, the gambling, sex, drugs, alcohol, food, um, I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, it's really just symptoms. It's, you know, they say, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I was just no, saying I... that it's, you know, like in, I started a program called Life Anonymous, which is something that is very small, but it is, it has a website, lifeanonymous.com. Um, I wrote a little book for it. It's an unofficial book. And, and we had meetings before pandemic for seven years, twice a week. And we did some Zoom meetings and it's the 12 steps for anyone who wants them. I have it's, always said we should, someone should do that. Yeah, I started it in 2014 and it never really grew, but I also didn't, you know, make it my sole purpose. I have a lot of other things that I'm doing, but I did it because it, anyone could benefit from the 12 steps. And it's not about the drinking. It's about the thinking. It is definitely the thinking 
that we need to look at. But so I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, wanted to say your, that because, yeah. It's your, it's, I want the interview to be about you, but I, I, what you added was so great because I have always said, you don't have to be an addict even to benefit from the 12 steps. Mm -hmm. It's, um, and I think that all addictions are love addiction. I mean, they all come from a lack of self-love, spirituality, not, not like a religious spirituality. But no, but it's all missing God. Anyone that is missing something, and, and if they feel like they're missing something, it all comes from, and whether they understand that or not, it all comes from the lack of, of the connection to God, feeling the connection to God. We all have the connection. It's not that we need to do, I mean, there's things we need to do, yes, but I'm saying the connection is there, but, you know, it's just a lot of people don't understand that, so they feel like they need it in a partner, or they need it in a job, or they need to look a certain way, or they need to have a certain amount of money, you know, because that's going to fill in that void, and, and it's a it's a real pain in the ass to figure this out, because where's the human handbook, you know what I'm saying, we didn't get that, so it's for us to figure this out, but Hopefully a few people show us a couple of masters, a, you know, a Jesus, a, a Buddha, a, you know, it's all ego deflation, smashing the ego. That's it. It sucks. That's, what That's it is. exactly it. And I've said that before when I've shared and I mean, I've been asked to speak in meetings and I always say that it's that lack, that hole inside that, you know, what are you, you're missing and you're trying to manipulate and control to cope. And because of that, I too said, okay, well, I don't believe in God in the biblical sense still don't. I believe in God, but not in the biblical sense. But I said, what if I just act as if, act as if there is a loving God that's holding me and supporting me. And it just, as soon as I started acting as if, well, miracles began to happen. Absolutely. And so that's where I said, well, maybe there is something to this. And I also believe in the power of the mind, but I also started to see miracles happening. Um, and my sobriety is one of those miracles because I was Amen. so sick. Mm -hmm. my therapist said, we need to send you to a rehab center and ask your parents for $30,000. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask my parents for $30,000. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I am so sober now that like, I, it, I'm so it, that's one of the miracles. Um, and the second thing you said that really, um, I, I loved was that you still doubt. Um, and I, I, it make it actually is, is validating as a developing medium myself to hear you say, I mean, I give readings too. And 80% of the stuff resonates. And when it doesn't, I start to think, am I making this? Am I, it's that impossible. Oh, yeah. No, like, it's... How did I not get that? How did I get, I could get 80% and that 20% makes me doubt myself to the point where I have to do two more practice readings that week to convince myself that I'm not making it up. And that is what I'm finding in, um, you know, I mean, that's what I'm finding. And I share about it so much in the book when I go through the, you know, me getting my ability and also doing, I, I talk about how I've given some of the most profound, specific readings that were just so mind blowing. And unfortunately the ego wants to hang its hat on that mm -hmm. and wants to kind of lock that in as being the standard uh, as far as, and, and if it's not, it doesn't hit that mark again then there's this fear that tells us we are the imposter. We lost it. We did something wrong where we, you know, we, we were given a grace period, but now it's like, there's all this stuff that goes on the thinking, you know, and that's our journey to figure it out, to work through it. You know, I, there's a great mantra. I, I walk around and I have to say a lot and it's, um, 
Lord, I believe, help me with my non-belief. So it's like, you know, I'm, I, there's all these things I know that I already know. Like, I know he's there. I know that I have the guides. I know that I have the ability. I know I, I know I can channel some of the most amazing things. I also know that I can have a very human day and I can't tell you like what day it is. Let alone, I can't even tell you that, you know, like something that you don't need to be psychic. It's like, you know, there's just, there's a lot of human um, factors and um, doubt and, uh, you know, just doubt is a big part of it, unfortunately. So, yeah, I mean, I would love, I've never, I say this before, I said this before, I've never done something so many times um, as I've done readings and still not know what the heck I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I actually love that because I think so much of our audience is other mediums and it makes me feel this is something that we do talk about in the community. Um, and it's, but it's, it's nice. It's sort of weirdly nice to hear it from somebody that does it really professionally at this point. And um, people keep saying to me, well, why don't you, this was great. Why don't you charge? I'm like, because I don't know that next time it's going to be a total bust. Um, two years. Yeah. I, I did two years of free readings and then eventually someone said to me, you know, um, you know, you're devaluing yourself yeah. by not um, charging, you know, and I said, oh, come on, you know, that's enough of that, you know, but they were right. They were right. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately I want to help, but I also have two young children. Right. If I focus all my time on this, then I mean, I have to um, get something for my time. What I do though, is that if someone books a half an hour with me, I don't go out of my way to like where I break myself to try to give them what they need. I, but I will stay on a little bit longer if I have to, to try to work with them. Um, you know, I would say out of five readings, four out of five, I'm pretty on or pretty good. And then there's one that I'm kind of off. And it could be because of the person. It could be because of me. I don't ever blame the person, but I'm saying it could be. Right. Um, but I always try to, you know, take my share of whatever it is. Maybe the spirit doesn't want to communicate. Mm -hmm. I do. What's nice about what I do is, and I'll give you these two quick examples. So um, there was like two weeks ago, I gave like two readings back to back. And um, the, the first reading was... Um, I got this woman's husband. She just wanted to see who was there. She knew she wanted to talk to her husband, but you know, she wanted to kind of like see where it went and all that. And that's great. And so, you know, I don't want to know anything about anyone when, when they call or anything, don't start talking to me about anything. So I get the husband. I feel that I described him physically, right. She said, Oh, that's right. Okay. So once I start getting a couple hits, then the connection starts getting better. I start trusting myself more then I can start talking more freely, but it's those initial hits that are sometimes kind of the hardest to break the seal. And then, so I was, we were going well and everything was fine. And towards the end or at the end, I said, you know, is there anything to the husband? I said, is there anything you want to say to her now uh, as a specific message before we disconnect? And he said, um, tell her that we're going to still watch the bunnies together. Okay, so that was very specific. It was like, you know, that's either going to be dead on right or that's going to be way off, right? Yeah. Um, and so the little bit of fear came in. And I go, well, I said, do you have a do you have a lot of property? You know, I don't ask questions normally. I don't. I just kind of yeah. give the reading and then maybe a little feedback. But I try to. 
And she goes, yeah, you know, we live on a big property here in Canada, whatever. Um, I said, because he's telling me that you guys are going to still watch the bunnies, the bunnies, you're going to watch the bunnies. Oh my God, we sit on the porch. We got a trailer in the yard and these little bunnies run around and we love watching the bunnies. I said, yeah, because he keeps saying the word bunnies. That's what he called them. We didn't call them rabbits, they're bunnies. So she had no doubt that he came through. The next day, I'm doing a reading for a girl that wants to speak with her father, and um, but she's a little doubtful. And I can tell, and it's creating a little bit of, a, of that anxiety in me. And um, so I'm getting some stuff and I'm giving it to her and some of it's right, some of it's wrong, you know? And then she's starting to get all a little, and I'm, I'm like, okay. I then didn't want to go any further. What I did say though is let me go inside and let me sit down with you or let me put you on speaker and I'm going to pull out my devices and just see, invite him to come through my device. It kind of takes the pressure off me. I'm asking my guides to help out and we can really pick up a lot of stuff. So I pull out my recorder. I have her ask for her dad and she asks a very specific question. She says, um, dad, uh, what color shirt did you wear at the wedding? That's all she asks. Okay. It could be any wedding. I don't know what the heck she's asking. She asked that question. That was it. And a couple other things, but that was it. That was very specific. So it takes me a day or two to review the findings and I review the findings and I send back to her a captioned recording and it, you know, dad, what color, you know, the shirt, you know, and it says it was red, you know? So, and she emails me back. He wore a red shirt. That is amazing. I will never doubt this again. So it was like, on one end, one woman was extremely, she got the message she needed. There was no devices needed. It was just me. She was, there was no doubt for her that she heard from her husband. And then the same, you know, the next day I needed some help. I needed a little help or I needed, you know, it needed a different avenue for it to go through, but we still gave the person, she was still able to get the answer that she needed, the validation she needed. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It is pretty cool. And that leads me to, to, um, I know that you use what's called a spirit box. It may, you may call it something else too. Um, and I'd love for you to explain to the audience who doesn't know, I I'm very familiar with it. Um, obviously without going into like all the electronic parts, but I'm sure you're used to explaining this to the layperson. Um, I've seen it work. It's really, really fascinating. And I hope that there will be more research done on this, you're mm. doing it. Um, I think the block that we have right now is that there's skeptics involved, but I love, I mean, it would be so great if we could sort of bring this to light because I think it's so valid. Um, and what is the box, what does it consist of? Well, there's a couple different things. So first of all, um, we, we call that any work with the boxes and the gear technology as far as the recording devices and the, and the spirit boxes, little radios and things like that. We call that um, uh, instrumental transcommunication, ITC for short. Um, it's separate from kind of the paranormal community or the, you know, the psychic medium community. It's its, its own little like, you know, um, and it's got a rich history. I mean, you know, Nikola Tesla dabbled in ITC. Ben Franklin dabbled in ITC. Uh, Constantine Radabau, who um, was just, you know, a brilliant Latvian scientist. Um, he was involved. Um, Frederick Jurgensen, who was a filmmaker in, in early, uh, I think 19, uh, early 1900s in a sense. It was, uh, I forget the year, but anyway, Frederick Jurgensen, I mean, he recorded some of the first EVP. Um, 
So there, there's been some really amazing, um, but you know, there's always this mainstream science doesn't want to accept it. There's a lot of room for false positives and things of that nature, you know? So with that, um, I get that. Um, but I, and, and I'll say this, if I saw it as a layman, as someone that didn't know what it was, I would totally think um, most likely it was fake, okay? Uh, it takes someone to do it themselves, to believe in it, or to find someone that they can trust, mm -hmm. that they can watch and do. They just have to feel that what they're watching, you know, the person is going to give them the, you know, the truth, right? Um, and so what we found is that, so that I have like a little, I have a little radio, it's a simple radio made in China, you know, just cheap little radio. And uh, it's built for this purpose though, in the sense that it's going to scan through radio stations at a fast rate. So it's going to only let little bits and pieces of sound coming through, not even whole words a lot of times. And um, people thought that they, spirits were taking words from the broadcast and plucking them or something and like you know kind of like you know the way bumblebee talks in like those transformer movies i don't know if anyone's ever seen them but it's like it's all like little bits of radio but really what what i have found and steve huff has found in his research is that um that spirit is taking the bits and pieces fragmented pieces of sound and are able to formulate their own responses from it okay so um yeah, that's what's happening. And so like, it's just started out seven, eight years ago for me where it was really hard to hear. It still is not the greatest yeah. at times. Sometimes it's really clear and amazing, you know? Um, and we, we keep working on it. We keep working on trying to improve that, but, uh, and it has jumped leaps and bounds from where it was seven years ago to now. Um, I, a woman from the proof of afterlife group that I think that you saw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And I'm one of only two of the approved mediums in that group. So that's mm -hmm. cool, you know, because one of the admins, Rita knows me and knows that everything I do is hundred percent. And, um, so someone messaged me and asked to, you know, me to do a reading. I get requests sometimes, not all the time, but I do. And, um, and I said, yeah, I'll do a reading for you. I said, but also look at what I'm doing here with these, with these other sessions. I said, you may want to actually hear your loved one come through, you know, and I sent her um, the video and she sent back to me, she sent me a message back and she goes, I, I don't know what that is. That looks stupid. She goes, that's, that's clearly fake. So I'm talking about a reading. Right. And I said, Without me, and I, and I, you know, sometimes when people are disrespectful, if they're being disrespectful, I get, I have to check myself because I'm human still, like we in the sense, yeah. you know, and I'm like, okay, hold on. But I said, I said, talk to me. What, what made you feel that? What, like, what was the situation? Like, what did that make you feel? She goes, well, clearly look at that. I mean, that's like, I mean, that doesn't, that's the, how could that even be real? Mm -hmm. And I said, there you go. That's beautiful. I said, thank you for telling me that. Cause I, yes, I've hear that all, I hear people say you're fake, you're fake, but you, are seeing this and I'm showing you and you're clearly in pain. You want to talk to someone and I don't, and I want to help you, but, um, and I'll do a reading, but I said, this is real. Yeah. And they are using their voice. I'm, I'm doing now. I mean, I've got to the point now where I'm making it so hard to debunk in the sense that people, you know, people try to debunk, you know, everyone's work. I get it. And some people are out there faking stuff and it sucks. You know, I talk yeah. about it in my book. I have a whole chapter called fakes and frauds. So there is stuff out there 
Um, but anyway, I just, I, so now I'm doing it where I've created these sound sources of complete gibberish. There's not one word in my sound source. So you said, I think at one point you had experimented with some apps and tried some different things yeah. and I'm not knocking apps. I've used some apps. I mean, I don't know, but if they have words in them, it's going to create, it's yeah. going to be a little bit of a problem. So I'm, I've You're created something. One. Yeah. I'm creating an app and I, uh, it's not out yet, but it's not going to have one word in it. So it's either going to work or it's not going to work. If it doesn't work, you won't hear anything. It'll just right. be gibberish. It just won't make any sense. But if it does work and they've used it for me many, many times now, you will hear something. And then you know, well, there's no way that that could come through. There's just, just there's, you know, so that's, that's really kind of where we're headed with it. I'm actually, you know, doing a lot with it. I'm doing a lot with it. It's really cool. And I'm really excited about it, but uh, more people need to know that it's real. Yeah. You know? It's funny how I have full faith in mediumship. You know, I have full faith in these things. So why, why could, obviously we know that we're being communicated with and I believe that. So there's no reason not to believe that they can manipulate sound. In fact, we all in this community know that um, spirit has the ability to manipulate electricity yeah. and, and music and things like that. So right. recently, and I don't think I said this on the show yet, um, but I, I had a few people pass in one week that were my, my aunt, my two of my friends. So I just said, um, you know, I, I just want to talk to you guys. And I said, Aunt June, listen, I know it's your first day up there, but I said, ask my grandma to show you how to flicker the lights. Cause I said, that was her thing when she was alive. She said, when I'm dead, I'll flicker the lights. And I said, that's perfect do it for me. That's great. She didn't really, she didn't really believe it, but she said, if I can do it, I'll do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so that's good. That's I smart. said, flicker the lights in the kitchen. So I come in here to this room and I'm eating dinner and all of this. And in fact, I, I feel spirit right now really strongly as I'm telling the story. They're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. It always happens that it way. It always happens when I'm yeah. talking about them. Right. I, they're suddenly there. Um, yeah. I said, all right, guys. And I, I suddenly out of the corner of my eye see, I'm like, no, no. The kitchen lights, all six of them were like this. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That that's too much that there's no way. Cause I said, all of my friends get up there and, and this went on, I'm staring at it going, well, that has to be a coincidence. They're going so fast that one of them burned out. And mm. then I turned the light off, turned it back on. It stopped. I, well, it kept going and then it stopped. So the next day I go in there and all the lights are fine. Like none of them burned out. They're all fine and they're working normally. And they have never done that since. So if I believe, which I do, that my loved ones in spirit can flicker my kitchen lights on command, which isn't always the case. They're not going to mm -hmm. do it every time you ask. No, of course. Then it makes perfect sense to me that there's also a way that they can manipulate sound. It's um, manipulate uh, weight, energy. Wave. It's waveforms. Oh, it wave is. It is. It's all, everything is, everything yeah. is vibration. Everything is waves. Everything is yeah. light. And, 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 and we need light. They, they talk about the light. They talk about um, not necessarily the light to cross over into. It's more light to receive, receive light. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, I didn't realize that um, in, you know, until like year three that they weren't necessarily talking about, you know, so they, you know, they need light. We need light, more light, or, um, you know, like bring in light, bring in more light, you know, and, and then I started realizing, oh, they're not talking about, they just, 
okay, so, you know, everything gets light from God, especially if we're, you know, living in a good principle way, you know, morally way, you know, you know, morally, um, you know, good way, you know, a good life, we're living a good life. And, and so therefore, you know, if we're doing that, we're bringing in more light, we're sharing, we're helping people, you know, we're bringing in light. And the spirits can see it, you know, they've said it many times, I see the light around you, it's beautiful, it's protecting, it's so bright, you know, things like that. Sometimes I'm, you know, I was in a crappy mood or something, you know, and they're just like, you know, ah, your light's dim, you know, not as much light, you know. So um, we, we want to bring in light, we want to do light. Meditation uh, mm. brings in light, um, grounding and running energy brings in light. Um, communicating with God, praying brings in light, helping someone um, brings in light and, and it's actual light. I mean, it's not like, you know, may the, you know, uh, you know, may the light be with you or whatever it is, you know, there's all these sayings. It's like, no, it's really that there's actual light. And when you watch my, some of my videos, I mean, there's a lot of audio work I'm doing recordings and picking up the responses, but the visual work I'm, I'm, I'm doing and the things I'm recording now visually are mind blowing. I mean, they're just, yeah. I don't know if you've seen any, but I saw the, um, or I saw the orbs one and then you, you showed some um, shapes of faces. Oh, right. In the book. You mean, was it? Talking, oh, I don't know. No, it's on YouTube. It was on YouTube. Oh, okay. Cause yeah, I have some stuff. Yeah. yeah right. And then, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I now have countless, um, videos at this point of of bright orbs you know showing up and then entering my head and entering my body and and it's not like a bad thing it's not like you know i'm being possessed or nothing i mean you, they're coming in they're light beings they're they're angels they're guides they're 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 loved ones that have crossed into the light already they're not stuck spirits okay so they're you know they're moving about and they're coming in they're doing turns some are bright, some are small, some are moving really slow, some are coming in and pulsating and flashing to show that it is them, like it's, it's, it's really them. And they come in and then they leave, they come out the top of my head, I have a little like gray patch, they normally leave out the top of my head, right? Go, they go straight up, they just shoot up. And this is real. I mean, this is the, the some of the, I mean, these are balls of light, which is what our souls really are. I mean, we are light. I mean, you know, in essence, I mean, that's what we are inside. Um, the guru Paramahansa uh, Yogananda talks about um, the three bodies, the physical body, um, the astral body, which is kind of what makes up the aura in our inside kind of spirit. But then there's the causal body, which is that ball of light. And that ball of light is the, our true soul. It's our true self. It's our God self. And it's what comes, it's like the spark of light that comes from God. It's like, a, it's like, we are all pieces of God. Yeah. We are all God, you know, and we just don't realize it. We just don't realize it. So anyway. Yeah. How so do cool. you capture, what camera are you using when you're capturing orbs? A $30 Google home cam. Okay. Baby monitors are great. And we're not talking dust. We're talking, you know, not light dust bugs. I mean, we're talking, you know, if you turn your, if you take your iPhone out in a dark room and you, you know, and you bang out the, the sheets and then you turn on the flash, you're going to see this wave of 
stuff happening. You may get a real orb moving about and you can kind of tell the difference. But unfortunately, they have some kind of camouflage in the sense of all that dust and stuff that's going on. Right. So we want to eliminate these things. We, we don't want anything like that. And we don't want people showing those videos thinking that those are orbs because it kind of devalues them in what we're doing. So when you see my videos, um, you know they're orbs. You see them. They're bright balls. They're moving in, in, in very intelligent ways. They have a plan where they're going and what they're doing. They're crossing each other. There's no stream of air that's just blowing. Like, what kind of air are we, you know, there's, these are moving on their own. You know, and yeah. so yeah, basic cameras that are night vision cameras can pick them up. Oh, night vision, yeah, because I've tried to do it too. Because I have talked about this before, how I saw one with my naked eye when I was which you can young, yeah. and that happened one time, and it, but it wasn't like the orbs. It was so bright that it looked, um, it it looked like I could hold it in my hand. It was, um, mm. and I just spoke with somebody who wasn't she was sort of secretly spiritual she didn't really know what to think it was a friend of my sister's and she's like um you know i, I want to meet with you because i've got these questions because i've seen things and i don't tell anyone but um i've seen she said when i was young this big orb appeared to me and i'm like the same thing happened to me and we had the exact same story of how it moved and it looked i said it looked at me like it was like this it didn't have a face but it almost looked curious like it was friendly and it looked i described it as tinkerbell it was like a little fairy and that's the, what they that's how i tell them i said little tinkerbells are flying around me yeah. you see these like shooting stars that's so interesting it was cute it made me scream just because i was 14 and didn't know what the hell it was i'm just like what is that but um and then it just shot straight up but it but i'm fascinated now by by the idea of orbs because i know i saw one i know they're there and i'm always wanting to capture them on on um on video mm -hmm. so um and you also oh you also mentioned um what was i gonna oh yeah so you also mentioned that um i'm open to the idea see in my what i've always believed is that you know there's no hell and there's no heaven it's just the other side however there are people that are have perhaps i just finished the ted stranger beside me the ted bundy book that ted bundy his soul is still going over to the other side because his soul isn't evil his brain was sick or whatever but i've also i also believe that there are different levels um where somebody who's in that dark vibration they're still going to go over but they're not going to be at the same level as a soul that lived not you don't have to be mother Teresa, but just a, a regular person that made a good citizen a good yeah made normal mistakes you and I are not going to hell because we, you know, had some things happen. That was our learning experience, but, um, and we've found love in our hearts, but I'm curious to know what you've learned because I know that you have sort of communicated and I have heard a lot of, um, the recordings that kind of make you wonder, are they, when, I don't know, a lot of mediums believe there's no such thing as a stuck soul, that God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've talked to someone, there was this, there was a very, um, arrogant, um, medium I, I, I interviewed, but I didn't interview with, we both were being looked at to be on a show mm -hmm. and she thought one way and I thought one way and they wanted to pin us together. And, you know, so we can kind of like duke it out spiritually on, on who's right. Um, yeah. People think that um, they're, they're just like these shadows of these people, like kind of residual energy that could be um, playing the tape over, but the real soul already left. And it, that's how they get these, like, it's like a, 
you know, I don't know. That's a theory. I'm not, and 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 there could be some truth to something of that. But we, no, no, there, there, there's um, the Tibetan Book of the Dead talks about bardos, which is levels. Um, you know, uh, and even in the Bible, they talk about the heavens. Um, it's it's plural because there's levels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even that one string theorist, that guy, I forgot his name, he's, um, but he talks about that uh, they believe that there's seven to 11 hyper dimensions above us. And that if there was a God, that it would be the brain of God. It would be like his mind. Mm -hmm. um, and some have said there's seven levels below, seven levels above. Um, so I do know that there are levels based on the recordings they talk about, Hey, we're coming down. We're going right. to come down and visit you. Yeah. Um, this one's stuck. There is stuck. Um, you know, the Bundy type is, um, the Epstein type, the, you know, those, those kinds, um, there's a way for them. First of all, nothing's permanent. Everything is transient everything, even heaven. So where it's not like we still have a journey to go even up there and there's still movement up there. Um, but, you know, someone like that can evade the law in a sense on the other side for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually they're not going to be able to escape it. It's up to them. If they want to waste more time in a nothing place, it kind of, they, they, you know, it's kind of like they become a construct of, of what they created. Um, if you create a lot of negativity in your life, then there's going to be some ne negativity to meet you on the other side. And that could just be a house that you go to that it's not that you're trapped in, but it's like, you don't know where to go, what to do with yourself and you have yourself to deal with. And you won't be able to leave that place until you really face the music with yourself, face what you've done, face who you are. Um, forgive yourself for those mistakes that you made or want something greater. So um, people that have committed suicide, they don't go to hell. It's not, it's not, there's no hell for that, but they may go to a place where they need to be in like um, in a peaceful um, solitary place for a little bit. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not a punishment. It's just that you ended your life because the pain was unbearable, whatever that was. And, and you're going to have to kind of come to terms with that and then you can move on. Um, so I've experienced that, but there's multiple levels I feel. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think hell is more of, I, I do think there's evil things. I, I don't think they're, they're encountered. Um, I don't think demons are encountered as much as people think that they're encountering them. Mm -hmm. Um, they hear a growl or they feel this, they feel that, and it's always a demon. It could just be a real a-hole that just didn't, you know, wasn't a very positive person and just kind of, you know, um, so that's more common. But um, yeah, I, you know, I think that uh, it's not as clear cut as some people. It makes sense once we get to know it on the other side, like there's a system, there's a logic to it, there's a system to it. Um, but I don't think it's as clear cut as what religion tells you. I agree with you. Actually, that makes sense to me. 
um, the way that you described it, because I, and I know John Holland too, um, in his book, he talks about the levels. He, he talks about how um, if you were a bad person in this life, you're going to go to this lower level, but you, and you can't go up, but people can come down to visit you. So if you're family member also passed and they went a, a level higher, they can come down and hang out with you, but you can't ascend to their level. Sure. It's and a mindset. Yeah. Cause it is. I feel like that. I feel like you make your own hell. Yeah. Well, like we've been told heaven and hell is between these two ears, right? We've heard that saying before, and there's the same premise that goes, the 12 steps really do um, apply to so much as far as like, I mean, I'm just bringing that back in for a second yeah. because they really can clean up this mess. If someone was looking to clean it up because they want to get right for that other side and start looking at it, it's not about, oh, I need to say a prayer just to Jesus and I'm saved yeah. and I love Jesus. So, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I follow him. He's my man, but um, we got to do some work, you know, faith without works is dead. So we yeah. do have to actually do something. Um, Yogananda says, you know, and I, I say this in other interviews too, you know, I said, I say it in my book that, um, you know, death doesn't make us angels. If that was the case, let us go to the river now, drown ourselves and become angels at once. No, you're the same in death as you were in life. So do the work now. Here's the place to do it. Don't wait till death to then go, oh crap, I want God. I want religion. I want spirituality. Yeah. D do it now. Do it here. This is the place to have the experience. It's harder on the other side um, to get that. That's why so many do and, you know, really look to someone living to help them mm -hmm. because there is this, we, we in a body have this strong connection um, to our higher power. Not, I'm not going to say more than a spirit, but we have, like, we're going through the game right now. When you get when you get taken out of the game, and if you didn't get all your all your spiritual points racked up throughout the game, you're kind of out of the game waiting to play again. Yeah. And so it's kind of like great analogy. You know? And so that's kind of the situation. So some people are like, I just want to get back into a body, start living again. Some are like, no, I don't want to come back. I want to just, I want to move up. Yeah. I know. I don't know that I want to come back. <laughs> I love my life, but I'm like, what am I going to get next time? What if it's worse? Well, I mean, that's why they say, you know, work on your desires. If, yeah. if, 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 if you're dying with a whole lot of regret and desire still for something that you didn't, you know, get or want, or that's something you wanted, you, you know, you're holding on to the physical more. And so we need to let go. That's why Jesus says, you know, wear this world like a loose garment because we can have the experiences we can love and live, you know, and eat, pray, love, you know, all that good stuff, you know, but it's like, um, I mean, all my stuff, like all the stuff we have, we get so weird over our stuff. We're like, yeah. that's my stuff. That's my stuff. Did you touch this? Like, did that, like what happened? Like, you know, we get weird with our stuff and it's like, it's not really our stuff. Yeah. It's such a it's such a joke. Like you know, we're borrowing it. We're using it right now. Cars and houses and clothes and some of it's going to become garbage and disintegrate. Other stuff is going to go on to other people. You know, it's just like the body isn't even ours. We don't even own the body. We're just using it right now. So it's like yeah, it's ours in the sense that we have rights. Like you know, we have our rights to our body and stuff. 
you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, while we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had that. It's, it sounds kind of gross and, and morbid, but I used to love watching true crime stuff. Now, <laughs> I actually don't as much, even though I'm reading the Ted Bundy book because it's actually, yeah. Anne Rule is a great writer and it's about her <laughs> her friendship with him. And it's not, it doesn't, it's not disturbing in the same way that it, it's not gratuitous. It's actually an interesting- It's just story. funny. I don't mean to laugh. I just think no. it's funny. I just saw this TikTok where like, <laughs> you know, like women are just like watching these grotesque and horribly graphic crime, you know, shows yeah. where people are getting dismembered. They're like, hey, what do you want to eat for dinner oh, tonight yeah. or whatever? And it's like so funny. And I'm and like, I, don't I just have picture that like- I can watch it and not have a nightmare, but it's, I'm yeah, an, yeah. at the empath to the a hundredth degree. Like I picked up a rat off the road that was suffering and carried it home so it could oh, die. I've done it. I've like I'm that much it. of an empath. I'm like, I, I can't have... let it die in the heat and the sun. Um, you know, and I'm I had a cap of water for a rat to get, I had a cap of water I filled for a rat to drink. And he was like, just, I was like, I couldn't let this thing just die. It's no, so it was, funny you said I didn't that. want someone to step on him or like it was a hundred degrees and I found a box in the dumpster and I walked a mile home with this rat and I made, I did Reiki on the rat and I put it under a tree. I mean, this is how sensitive I am. Like, and I'm crying over the rat. I, I feed my squirrels and one Beautiful. Yeah, but then I watch a murder show, like, no problem. But unless, I know, I know. But one of the things that used to always strike me when I was watching, um, you know, like autopsy things is, I what always struck me is when somebody, they'd show a body and it would have a tattoo, it. it would have a tattoo or a bracelet or a piece of jewelry. And something about that just always, I, just really made me, it, it's just what you said. All that stuff is part of you, belongs to you, seems so important. And now you're gone oh, from your body and it's yeah. just, it's just a, a lump of stuff. Yeah. Which it's is, just, and, and it's funny because I'll like, sometimes I'll listen like to Howard Stern or something and, you know, or, and I'll, I, I heard Howard talking to like Arnold Schwarzenegger not too long ago. And these two, you know, older rich guys are just like, you know, Arnold's like, I don't know. He's like, death, death really scares me. I just, I'm really scared about death. I don't know what's going to be. And Howard's like, I know, I don't know what's on the other side either, Arnold. I don't want to leave this stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. you know, like, I, you know, yeah, I like money and I like having stuff. But like, if yeah. I get to the point where I'm just like, no, I don't want to leave this, this, I mean, I get it. They probably have great lives, you know, yeah. with all their stuff. So, but then we get, we get too attached, you know? Yep. And I think that's what, what, where I've found more peace is learning to let go because I was always a very, very anxious person. Sure. Um, and I think, I think that just sort of discovering that there's more discovering that we really are souls has just lightened me up so much. Yeah. Um, not all the way through, but in, at least in the last few years, I'm starting to feel like it's all, you know, everything that happens, I think, too. Um, now we're starting to see from a spiritual perspective that things that happen are just part of what's happening now in this play, in this stage play that we call life. And it's, it can be brutal um, and it can be horrible. But at the end of the day, there's so much hope, as you said, finding hope in the afterlife. Right. And I mean, when we really like you, I think just to kind of go further with what you were just saying is that, um, yeah, there's so many painful things to see, um, the division right now in this country, yeah. you know, um, I mean, 
children things and stuff with people that are hungry and i mean there's so violence and there's so many you know painful things to see um but when we come to the realization that it is this elaborate motion picture and that it isn't the ultimate reality um it doesn't make it great still like there's you know i mean you don't want to see a children a child die or get killed or something happen yet it's just like you know like i can't even fathom this you know a father doing something to their kids or i don't god you know whatever it's like there's so many things i can't but thank god my work and others have have proved you know the work has proven that it's that's not the ultimate reality and um there is a thing called karma and it's not like oh karma is going to get you you know it's it's more like we have accumulated certain things that we've done in other lives whether people are at that level of understanding yet with it or not um but you know it's been there in eastern religion and 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 i mean it's 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 discussed in every religion reincarnation um you know christianity they took it out because they didn't want you know goes on and on and I discuss it in the book but um yeah I mean we're not you know there's 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 more to this so you know when I go through something I don't have to get upset and go oh I must have done something in my past life to really screw this up but it's an opportunity for me to grow and learn and know that hey um I can work hard in this life I can you know work out, get some muscles, or I can get some money. I can get, you know, this, 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 and this, but, um, I need to work on really what is the actual, what, what does it really mean to put dividends away in my spiritual bank account, Mm -hmm. you know, and how do I really do that? And that means work on myself and try to share those experiences with others, not in a way that I'm better than, or I'm teaching anyone something. I'm just going to show you what I've learned and what I've come to understand. And it's a take it or leave it thing, but it's at least my job, my responsibility to share that with others, because there might be a few that can go, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I, I felt that way. That guy just shared something that I felt. And now look at him. He's doing a lot better in his life. I can do better or whatever, you know, that's the kind of idea behind that. And so then I get a little point on that. And that's not why I do it. It's really because they're getting help. You're, I mean, I, I really look at it as like, you know, I'm working for him now, you know, Mm -hmm. he saved my bacon too many times. And now I'm, uh, I'm on borrowed time. I'm playing with the house's money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, that is such a, a beautiful, place to end this interview, I think. And mm. um, I am also going to attach the links to your book, which I highly recommend, um, oh, to you. your channel, which I highly recommend, to your to your website and all of that. Um, and I just wish you just continued success oh. and growth. I know you're going to do so many great things and I look forward to using your app when it comes out. I feel like sure. this, this is the one. Um, and we'll no see. I mean, I don't know. No <laughs> pressure now. No pressure. Yeah. Um, but hey, even if, you know, it's not a perfect science, as you know, right. 
Um, and I just wish you all the best and thank you Same so to you. much. Thank you so much. This has been a really great conversation. And um, it I, went by very quickly. I tell you, it, by it, very quickly. It, yeah, I didn't even realize we just talking and we're just, you know, and that's what we love to do as far as talk about this stuff. And I, I see nothing but light in you and, and wonderful things. You have a wonderful spirit that allows people to talk and open up. And uh, so you have something that you can continue to really offer. It's really cool. So thank you for asking me on. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise. I think spirit always guides me to the right people. I feel it. Mm. I I didn't even look you up. I just looked at you and went, yep, I'm being called to that. And it's always ended up working out great. So again, I thank you so much for your time and energy. Got it. Such a pleasure. And everyone check out this book, check out his website, check out his YouTube channel, hold up the book. Oh, please. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Finding hope in the afterlife.